Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Skip Intro. I'm Ayman Rashad, and with me is Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to talk about the Adams family. So a new movie has come up, which is um, the Adams Family. It's an animation movie, and we're going to get to the review of that movie later in the show. But first up, I thought it would be worth it if we could um, sort of revisit who the Adams Family is, because we've had a few movies uh, come up before this. Um, two in the nineties, and there's also a third one apparently. A third one that came out in 1998 called Adams Family Reunion with none of the original cast, but it has Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah as Morticia and Gomez. And we don't speak about that. <laughs> and it's not that great. It's probably why I've never heard of it. I want to watch that one though. Tim Curry's great. <laughs> <laughs> we should say before we jump into that, if you have no clue who the Adams Family yeah. are, um, they are a series of kind of grotesque, they came from a series of grotesque comics that was in the 1938, I believe, when it was first uh, came out by mm. cartoonist Charles Adams. Yeah. It was a comic strip first. Yeah, they were single panel comics kind of mocking the rich, but like for their obliviousness because these people are so weird, but mm-hmm. like they're oblivious to what's going on around them. And yeah. But they're, they're not ghouls or ghosts, but they are, as the song says, creepy and ghoulish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, that was 1938. I haven't seen much of these <laughs> comics, but what came into my orbit was the 1964 TV show. Mm-hmm. which starred Sean, John Aston, not Sean Aston, and Carolyn Jones, who, for me, was like this black and white show that was on repeat, I think, in the UK, I caught it. And it had that weird... It captured the weirdness of them quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching... A video popped up on my YouTube last night of... Um, it's the movie Bob who writes for The Escapist, talking about the changing face of the Adams. Okay. And something he was saying was, that original show, the show is the parents watching it were like, look at how weird this family is. Mm-hmm. But because it went into... There was only two seasons, but two seasons is like was like 64 episodes back then. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so... He make, I did not know about this at all, but he, he was apparently saying that the kids who then watched it in syndication, their parents had been identifying with the squares in town who look at the Adams family who don't care. Like, they're weird. And that's kind of the appeal, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, like, they don't care that, they you know, Morticia looks like a, a vampirella mm-hmm. and, they, you know, they have a disembodied hand and their butler looks like Frankenstein. They don't really mind. You know, it's not, they're not ashamed of themselves in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice thing about it. Yeah. But the parents were identifying with the townsfolk who were ready to get pitchforks and throw them out of there. Mm. But the kids started identifying with the Adams. That's incredible. And that's kind of part of those kids grew up in mm-hmm. the 70s. Okay. That makes, a, that makes a little bit more sense. So I've never seen this show. I've seen, you know, little clips of it. There's a great one of how um, all the members of the family, as you go down, they're all combing each other's hair. And mm. it ends with Fester and his hair, is, his lack of hair is being combed by Thing. Yeah. Which is... The disembodied hand yeah. and it's the humor still works it's still um it doesn't it feels you know off kilter but it still feels you know kooky but it's never alienating it still feels like a family and it's it has that weird this was filmed in the 1960s or the 1950s and it looks you know a little bit off but mm. it works and i they still look so iconic 
today. I mean, the clips and gifs of it, you can still see them circulating online. And I think it... And, and, and people still dress up as them for Halloween as well. They do. They're yeah. such a great Halloween costume. <laughs> I, I was wondering, because if you haven't heard of this, you might have also heard of the monsters. And I was wondering which ripped off which, but apparently they were on air at the same time. Okay. Can you imagine? That was so just the, the time. So the monsters was the one where Frankenstein... It was actually Frankenstein was the dad who was played by Frank uh, Fred Gwynn. Who was in Pet Cemetery, the original Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery movie, and um, you know, I think it, his wife was a vampire, vampire, and her granddad was a vampire, and the son mm-hmm. was a werewolf. So like, they were actual monsters. So there was a bit of a difference there, but it was the same kind of thing as well, where they're like, they're not really worried about the outside world, and, not- and that was also a satire on like nouveau riche family or something. Kind like of, that. yeah. The nouveau riche thing kind of drifted away with the Adams family as it went on because there was animated series and stuff like that but mm-hmm. what really brought it back into the public consciousness was the 1991 and 1993 movies with mm-hmm. Raul Julia and Angelica Houston I didn't look up what age Angelica Houston was at you the time you don't have to because she was like already you know getting on at that point yeah. like she had been around for a long time but she looks amazing in those she films yeah. everyone every actor in that is perfectly cast even you know having a young Christina Ricci as Wednesday, Wednesday. and she I know she has the a 90s angst that um, apparently the comics don't have I don't know I haven't mm. read the comics but um, I think it still works I think it makes it you know she's Wednesday and I mean, it's almost weird to think that she isn't an yeah, angsty like kid those, those kind of the, the original show might have been responsible for kind of coming up with goth but that mm-hmm. show played into it a nice that movie played yeah. into it in a really nice way it was not gothic it was goth yeah. mm-hmm. and Wednesday was your typical teenage goth it just so mm-hmm. happened that her entire family was goth so it wasn't a rebellion thing it was just like just leave me alone and let me kill people and it was because they enjoyed being uh, a, like a, that, a, yeah, a, a gothic family who celebrated the macabre, and it wasn't supposed to be like you know we're not. The show was never trying to make a statement. The show mm. has always the comics as well. The comic has always been a um, criticism of the all American typical nuclear family so Mm. you have a wife who love a wife and husband who really love each other and the fact that that's the criticism of an american family is hilarious yeah not only they really love each other they have no qualms about showing that to the world Mm -hmm. like they are always making kissy not even just kissy eyes at each other Mm -hmm. gomez is constantly (laughs) on her uh, mortish's hand like you know kissing her like mortish that's french oui They're going to dance around the room. How long has it been since we waltzed? Hours. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It, like, the, it still holds up because their romance is beautiful. And you have, you know, Uncle Fester, who, um, in the film, played by Christopher Lloyd, who's hilarious. And I mean, then, that's one of those amazing things. When you grow up with uh, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, mm-hmm. and then you see him in real life. I remember seeing him being interviewed on a, new, on a, a TV show in the UK. And he was like a gray, little, a gray tall man in a suit and just like very uncomfortable and not very forthcoming in his chatting mm-hmm. and then you see like, Uncle Fester is like but he's not big enough for a start he's a skinny guy why is that going to work and you see him he's like wow <laughs> he yeah. just nailed it pulled yeah, it off it just and works that movie has a fantastic quirk where he's impersonating Uncle Fester for he the is. first half yeah. before he realizes at the end that oh actually he was he was Uncle Fester all <laughs> along and I love the second one the second one I think is we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in this country but that's a Thanksgiving film you know yeah. you've got the second uh, one is one where she, uh, was it Wednesday when it goes to some kind of camp Wednesday or and Pugsley get sent to a summer camp because uh-huh. Joan Cusack is trying to marry and kill Uncle Fester to get his money because she's the Black Widow it's great it's, yeah. it's exactly 
exactly as it sounds. And you Completely know, relatable. <laughs> yeah, and it's an all-American summer camp where they do take jabs at the middle-class white American family who wear pastels and the Gap. Like that's all they wear. And um, anyone Peter McNichol and Christine Bransky, yeah, cancer, who right? are incredible, and everyone who is different. So you know, if you might be a kid of color, or if you might have a disability, or if you might have braces, like um, the you're guy from Numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly who you are. The, mm-hmm. the film and the comic and the show has always embraced differences and individuality and celebrating that and saying you're no different from anyone else. You can still have fun and you know, we should be able to criticize the people who want to be like everyone else and to fit into a mold that society has put you in. And I think that kind of show is always going to be relevant. It's yeah. always fun. And I think that's also why it appealed to the to the younger generation back mm. in the 70s when it came out. You can mm. relate to the angst behind it and like the individuality that they preach. And yeah. that's why, I don't know, Mike... That's why it appeals to them, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, also the performances, we have to say, Raul Julia is just fantastic. In those Everyone's fantastic, yeah. but like, you know, rest in peace, Raul Julia. He was just mm-hmm. so magnetic as yeah. Gomez. There's also there's also a pinball table, and I wasn't <laughs> sure about this. I had to look it up. It is the best-selling pinball table of all time. Oh, a- really? An Adam's Family, pinball, Adam's yeah. family yeah. pinball table. I think I've seen one here in Malaysia somewhere, but it is just like, it's, it's one table that collectors uh, lust after, and it is mm-hmm. like also a very well-designed table if you like pinball but it just shows you how they were like cultural icons in the 90s like yeah. they have a pinball table they have i think there was a video i think i remember really bad video games that were like super mario but with gomez running around the house so <laughs> cool. they were cultural juggernauts mm-hmm. so yeah we should probably after that after all that we should see if they're maintaining that status with the review of the new movie yes so we've been taking a bit of a trip down memory lane with uh, the Adams family, the history behind it, who they are, and um, I like to know what you guys, what are your favorite memories from watching the Adams family back in the seventies, nineties, or if you were around during the nineteen thirties as well. So um, let us know. You can WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at skip intro my, and you can write to us at movies at bfm my. And coming up, we're gonna. Um, listen to Ian and Julian's review of The Addams Family, the new animated movie uh, that will be on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro. This is Ayman, Ian and Julian. And earlier we took a trip down memory lane and revisited The Addams Family. And now we're going to see what uh, Ian and Julian think about the new animated movie that's coming up. Get out. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Who's in this movie? Who isn't in this movie is more of a question. <laughs> um, when you see the cast list, I remember when you see it at the trailer, it looks ridiculous. When you see it in the yeah. film, it's even more ridiculous. You have Oscar Isaac is playing Gomez Adams. You have Charlie Theron as Morticia. Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday. Finn Wolfhard, who you might know from Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah. as uh, Pugsley. Nick Kroll, who's in Big Mouth on Netflix as Uncle Fester. Bette Midler as Grandmama. Crazy. Bette Midler as, a gra- as Grandmama. Yeah. But then also they have Martin Short and <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, who's the mother from the Home Alone movies, yeah. in like a throwaway scene. <laughs> and this Snoop just- Dogg. Snoop we Dog, haven't mentioned sorry, Snoop Dogg yet. Snoop Dogg is, Snoop in, Dogg is in it. Snoop Dogg is in it. Also, Titus Burgess is in it as well. Oh, and Alison Janney is in it because I, this is another one of those movies where you go like, Alison Janney just say yes to anything these days. Uh, it sounds like quite a cast. It must be, I don't know, sounds you, very promising. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's This is a cast that two years ago when they announced that this film was happening, 
these were the great headlines like mm. oh my god Oscar Isaac is going to be Gomez that's the most perfect casting you can think of mm. and then this happens <laughs> oh you know? I don't so know we should say the movie is a little bit of an origin story in that you know at their wedding day Morticia and uh, Gomez get chased out of the unidentified old country by mm-hmm. pitchfork pitchfork waving locals and then they're looking for a place to settle and they're trying to figure out somewhere that no person in their right mind would be caught dead in so naturally they go to New Jersey <laughs> yeah I laughed at that one I laughed at that one and some time passes and they find they find this asylum place and they find Lurch who's their butler who you know everyone knows the big tall guy that they mm-hmm. have in their, yeah. the, the comics and everything else and you know Wednesday and Pugsley grow up there and it comes to a, the movie kind of starts the plot rolling when the marsh swamp has been drained and the mist clears and it turns out there's been a town built just over the ridge from where the house is and it's the town of assimilation because this movie <laughs> is not subtle and it's uh, built by Alison Janney's character who is like the chief architect of this place and she's a reality TV, she ma- TV show makeover star mm-hmm. and obviously having a weird gothic asylum on a hill above her perfect paradise is not going to look well so she wants to get rid of the Adams the Adams kids are starting to see what the outside world is like because they haven't been homeschooled They've been cage schooled, of course, of course, <laughs> and that's the setup, and that's where we go from there. So there's elements in that. There's the bones of all these jokes are there for it. You know, the the the, the cast give it their all. I presume they were all recorded separately because Definitely, of their star yeah. power yeah. and because the jokes just feel a little off. Even the good jokes, the timing doesn't feel. Like it's it's right. like you hang on to a, a still a little bit longer before and you should have cut away a lot sooner because mm-hmm. the joke isn't landing and they're just waiting for the penny to drop. And that's the entire film. Mm. And the action isn't enough to kind of pull it together. You're, the film kind of relies on any kind of relationship or affinity you might have for the Adams to carry you through, which I really don't think is right. I mean, having an origin story isn't enough a lot of the time mm. because, you know, you still... Even in the previous films, you were still, you know, thrown in and um, you had to learn who these characters are. You don't get any sort of explanation about who Cousin It is or who Thing is. You just know who they are. But this one, it doesn't even make sense. Why? Like, you kind of need a little bit more. And Mm. they are just saying words on a page most of the time. I think at the start, I was very um, brought along for the ride because I Mm. was very excited. I was just thinking, oh, no, that's Gomez. Oh, that's Morticia. I was a bit hesitant about the animation style um, because, you know, everything's 3D animated these days and it's fine. But I was excited because it does look exactly like the original comics. And I was so excited for that um, dedication to make it look like what Charles Adams, the comic artist, would have wanted. But it's weird. You didn't like it? It looks like a Polly Pocket, like Barbie TV. And I know these because I watched a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, a I, Barbie I missed, the, I missed them, some of these. I think I saw Polly Pocket. Yeah, this is like a an Adams Family TV series sort of plot. But is, is it, do you think it's made for someone like you who knows? about Adam's family who's watched the preview I mean, or is it for a new audience how many how many eight year olds you know are going to get the New Jersey joke yeah mm. the thing about the designs as well I find them off-putting I found like Gomez to just like not be attracted to look at like I'm, I'm, I can't get over John Aston and Raul Julia who mm-hmm. are suave he does this guy doesn't pull off suave yeah no, he looks not. like a weird little troll and you get Oscar Isaac to, who's the most suave person ever and you got that there's such a disconnect it's so weird and that's the weird thing as well I didn't hear the voices everyone's doing a voice so it doesn't really get their characters behind it like 
you can tell it's Chloe Grace Moretz and you can tell Phil Finn Wolfhard because they're being kids. Yeah. But Whereas Charlie Theron, that, I found it off-putting in the trailers and it's a little less off-putting in the, in the movie. In the trailer, she comes off as just being a snooty cow. Mm-hmm. a little bit it's like she's just dismissive and like that kind of pale goth friend who's putting on an act like it never felt like an act with the other actors back in the day with this it's like the movie gets over that pretty quickly there's extra bits to those scenes that were in the trailer that kind of won me over a bit and got to buy as a character but it's still it's not Angelica Houston's mm-hmm. delivery of it there's not as much love between the characters mm-hmm. she doesn't really pop I mean there's some good jokes about like you know she's doing her makeup but she's using the ashes of her parents and so like, yeah that's great oh, there's no. little things like that you know what I mean for me I didn't super mind the, per- the performances the animation style of that it was mostly the plot I didn't like the story of it I think they could have gone so much further it's like Ian said it's not subtle at all the film uh, the previous films they have done what the comics wanted to do they wanted to satirize and criticize American society and mm-hmm. This one does it, but in the most obvious way. Yeah, yeah they mean, they literally have the song where it's like, "Why would you be anyone else when you can just be like everyone else?" Yeah, you know? it's like when you, it's great. It's easy to be happy when you don't have a choice. It's one of the songs that the kids sing in the local town, mm. and you know, or, or, when they get into school for the first time and saying, "Oh, I see, it's a prison for children." Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things at the barbs, it needs to do, but it doesn't go hard enough. Back to the design thing. During the credits, there's like concept art that okay. looks more messed up than what's in the movie and I was like that that should be it it needs to be that and it needs to go that far with everything there's also I know it's in the original art but like Wednesday's eyes are different to every other character it's It's like she's got almost like um, chibi eyes chibi eyes but like that 1920s style Fleischer animation Mickey Mouse style big kind of oval eye eye pupils whereas the other characters all have dots and that's just like when you see that it's the same when you notice on Rick and Morty that most Mm -hmm. of the characters have like lines like not a circle for an eye but like out, radiating yeah. lines and you're like that just looks weird I don't mm-hmm. like that yeah. is, is there a reason why her eyes are different no it's because that's the way the design is in the original oh yeah, in the comic yeah. so yeah even Alice and Jenny's character like taking pot shots at reality TV makeover stars having you know the, the perfect town next door to the what is actually the perfect family mm-hmm. these are all ideas ripe for you know using They're... and they just don't push it Enough. Yeah, there are opportunities there where they might want to play with teen angst and what that mm. means when you meet someone who doesn't actually follow the mold, and you know you want to break out of that and find your own identity. It, it's That's there. A, there's they a clever plot line it. with that with Wednesday and the way they do it. Like most kid parents get weirded out when their kids go goth. They have yeah. a very good answer for what happens when a goth kid goes good rebels human. in a similar way, <laughs> and that is like there's so much more you could do with that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I just I was expecting. I wanted at least the jokes to land. And uh, apparently it's, a sequel's already been greenlit, but it hasn't okay. been critically received very well. So it, I, it sounds like this movie is like very much like close but no cigar, basically. They, yeah. They basically. have it, but they don't go follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the Adams but, Family, it would be a dynamite cigar that Fessler would explode <laughs> yeah, in his face. Yeah. I think it's also important to remember that um, the Adams Family films have never... Uh, and the series as well they have never done well you know they make money but apart from cri- the pinball table yeah, made critically no one like you know it's never as re- as well received as you think it might be because they are cult classics now and this one it feels like a film that could maybe stand the test of time because of the franchise that it was part of and I think for some for a kid or anyone who's never seen the Adams family and I think they, if they want to be introduced to the franchise I think it'd be a good way in mm-hmm. because it does set out very clearly every single character and what they're like and their little quirks and their family and how they interact with the outside world and I think there's enough of the message there of 
celebrating individuality and everything that the comics wanted to do that maybe will inspire them to watch the 90s films, which are a lot better. So there you have it. That was our review of The Addams Family, the new animated movie coming up uh, this week, uh, starring Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Film Wolf Hard, Chloe Grace Moretz, Snoop Dogg as well. <laughs> so uh, let us know if you're interested to see it. You can WhatsApp us at 018 789 You can tweet us at skipintromy and you can write us at movies at bfm.my. 